This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Happy Friday, everyone Happy Friday. We are rapidly approaching the end of the year, but things mm. on Bravo are not slowing down at all. It feels like we have more than ever to talk about. I know. <laughs> Today we're talking about OC and Southern Charm, and I had to text Dylan frantically this morning because you guys know my Wednesdays are packed, but I couldn't find the new Real Housewives of OC this week, and I had to watch it on the app on my phone for an hour, and it or 43 minutes, I should I, say. But I really, I, I think your life would be better if you figured out how to get the Bravo app on your Apple TV. Yeah, that'd work. <laughs> That's gonna, I feel like that should be your, your holiday um, gift to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Googling something. Yes, I will do it. Um, <laughs> okay, so we forgot to mention yesterday, this week we got the season five trailer for Summer House, which of course is notable because it was filmed fully in quarantine, so they're not going back and forth to the city like they normally would. Honestly, I think this is kind of the ideal format for Summer House. Pandemic obviously is not a good thing, right? but I feel like the fact that they're all stuck there could kind of make the show more interesting. Or dramatic. Can you imagine literally drinking with your friends or people who you're not friends with for, let's say, two months and not leaving? Like that could get a little hectic. But I am excited because I I group Summer House with like my siesta key and like the that it's a different reality show for me. And I just like I I've always enjoyed shows like that. So. I'm excited, but I love when they did go back to the city just for a little. Not actually, eh. I'm kind of excited to not see that part. I think it's like th- those moments can be fun, but they're they never feel like necessary. Like seeing right. seeing Carl and whoever at lunch in Soho is kind of like a little superfluous. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for this. I we have a new cast member, Sierra, the first black woman on Summer House, and she's fucking hot as hell yeah. like yes <laughs> oh my is. god i'm like okay i guess i shall start hitting the gym before bikini season starts <laughs> i but. yeah i'm excited it premieres first week of february so we have a little bit to go but obviously we will be talking about that when it starts also did you see there was an article in the la times yesterday about erica and tom that was okay Oof, it was a lot So someone dm me this morning and go because they uh, like they asked what again what do we think and is it going to be a storyline and this is just getting messier and messier and you almost need like a notebook to write down like everything that's going on and a venn diagram it's pretty bad obviously erica and tom are not you know talking much about this right now because it's clearly going to be a big legal thing um but in this article they have some kind of new insights from 
I guess, the legal community on Mm -hmm. the last few years and kind of where the problems had started for Tom. It was like back in 2015, there was this big issue. It seems pretty bad. And like, if all of this evidence is actually real and like if if the stuff that seems like it happened actually happened like people could go to prison like it's not oh yeah it's it's pretty bad I mean I in terms of season 11 of Beverly Hills my kind of ideal goal right now in terms of what I think is realistic I assume Erica's not going to be able to say much and I I expect that we're going to get basically like I'm getting divorced like there's this lawsuit I can't talk about it but I want the other women to talk about it like I want to see I want to see the scene of when you know Dorit's in the car and she gets a notification on her phone and then she (laughs) FaceTimes Kyle and they're like oh my god like we deserve that and I hope they give it to us I don't know how much in detail we're gonna get but like how can you not talk about this? I know, but I did have a thought this morning. I sh- I shouldn't say it because I don't want to manifest it, but I was like, <laughs> what if this gets to the point where Erica like doesn't ret- like stops filming, you know? But then I was like, you know what? No, because that's a different part of her life. She still could need the show. She could do her like Erica Jean um focus on that as opposed to like her marriage, which she doesn't really focus on in the show as it is. It's I mean, I think the kind of uh, criticism of Erica that a lot of people have had is that she doesn't really focus on anything uh, that much that's going on in her life. She's obviously brought certain things onto the show and talked about certain stuff sometimes, but she's not a housewife that has had sort of a personal storyline for a lot of the time she's been on the show. And that has been something that some people haven't, you know, appreciated. So I think it'll be... If if we it's one thing when we don't know what's going on in her life and she's not talking about it, but now that there's this kind of huge elephant in the room, first with the divorce and then with all of this legal stuff, it's like it's going to be extra frustrating if they try and brush it under the rug because we already know what's going on. Right, you, know? you cannot hide. You cannot hide from us. Okay, like we right. know I, everything. I fully understand if it's like we can't fully discuss what's going on, but like we have to acknowledge it. Correct. Um, okay, we need to talk about our shows today, but I also want to just mention, and we'll obviously talk about it next week, is the Southern Charm reunion that they filmed and their fashion choices, I should say. I don't even want to acknowledge it, but we have to. I I, I, I don't understand speechless. most of the outfits. Madison I- is a smoke <laughs> show. I have said this before. Who let her wear that dress she looks like better when she wears stripes. jean shorts yeah, yeah jean shorts I, and a white tank top like she looks flawless and Catherine I, I is Catherine is blonde and i yeah we also we'll i there. believe we'll get there. i believe oc is taping their reunion today so we're we're getting down to the wire on both of these shows summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why i'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Let's start with OC. So on this week's episode, we are beginning our trip to Lake Arrowhead, which... I just have to note, Lake Arrowhead is where Stassi Schroeder's mom, yes, Dana, lives. And I, when I first found out they were going to Lake Arrowhead, I was like, my ideal scenario would be if Dana Schroeder, like, <laughs> came knocking at the door to try and, like, weasel her way onto Real Housewives. Um, because of quarantine, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, right. a girl can dream. So I want to go to Lake Arrowhead very badly. It looks, it's beautiful. It's, it's so scenic. Gorgeous. But, um, but we, it's we not- do see that. Emily it's can't not what go. We're accustomed to though right, for a housewives right, right. trip, but exactly. But we see that Emily can't things. go on the trip because she tested positive for COVID. So, yeah. So Emily, both Emily and Shannon don't go on the trip. Shannon because all of her daughters have COVID. Um, Emily because she has COVID, but she has no symptoms. Or I guess she says she has no energy, which is a symptom. But she's not like she's not like right. really ill. Uh, but Shane right. is not doing well. And later in the episode, she takes him to the hospital. And uh, obviously, we know Shane is okay now, but he it seems like he was really going through it for a while over yeah, the summer. Yeah, and it's really scary because if you think about being in Emily's shoes for a second, like she has three little kids. She has COVID. They can't have help come into the house. Like, so it's right. like a lot. It's a lot. And she's taking care of everybody. But it's funny looking at Shan. Um, Uh, Yeah, Shannon, because her three daughters have it. She doesn't. And it's almost funny because she took it so seriously. And she's like, see, and I feel like her daughters like feel bad somewhat. I hope her daughters (laughs) feel bad somewhat. I mean, I it's the kind of thing where like I I can't say for sure if I was a teenager when all of this was happening, like how I would have acted if I would have been following all the rules. But clearly a lot haven't, you know, like. Shannon was trying to set all these rules and clearly they weren't followed. And, you know, there's only so much you can do, but it definitely seems like some poor choices were made. Right. When, um, when Emily told FaceTimed Kelly and told her that she wasn't coming because she had COVID Kelly's reaction. I was like, yeah, this is real. See people, people get the disease. It's uh, the disease, the virus. It's real. She was like, <gasps> wait, you do like as if it was like a light bulb went off that she knew someone that actually got it. Yeah. I uh, So a couple of them mentioned how they thought Emily had been really careful. And so they were surprised that she had caught it, but I don't know in, in the, the context of these, this group, I don't know what really careful kind of the, what their threshold is. Cause I would say that these women <laughs> overall have not been super careful and I actually think it's interesting we get a little uh, COVID drama 
in this episode because before Bronwyn shows up to Lake Arrowhead, the other women are talking about this video that they saw of her and Sean at a pool with other people not wearing masks. Like, it's interesting. Obviously, I don't think Kelly and Elizabeth are um, the ones to be policing COVID activity, but it's interesting that they are kind of having these discussions because that's kind of how I feel when I'm on social media and I see something someone posts and I'm like, do you, do you know, like, do you know what's going on right now? But at the same time, it's like, Elizabeth thinks the virus is man-made. So like, what is she talking about? Like, dude, I can't talk about her anymore. She it's, we'll get to this conversation that they had, but when she was like, I grew up, like they're talking about white privilege and she was like, I'm poor and like, but I'm driving around my Ferrari. And I was like, no, you're so like tone deaf. It's ridiculous. You just don't participate in the conversations. Everything everything about her makes me like itchy. Like, (laughs) so, okay. So we're, we're going to like Arrowhead, uh Bronwyn is clearly a little stressed because it's her first kind of trip like this not drinking and she's been I I definitely I think it's an interesting dynamic that for most of the time she's been sober she's been in this quarantine bubble basically where she's she doesn't have alcohol at her house she's not seeing a lot of other people she's not going out or anything and this is kind of like a test being in this house where when she walks in there's like five million bottles i i don't even know why they had that much alcohol okay here i have some thoughts on this and and you know i tend to agree yet disagree with my own thoughts but here's what i'm thinking she's entitled to go to this getaway obviously but because this is so new for her it is a test you're right and it is going to be hard however when she had her vow renewal it was absolutely respectful for the women not to be drinking in front of her. That's fine. But when they go on a, on a girl's trip, they're also entitled to drink and have fun and like, not, not like tiptoe around her. So in that case, I was like, well, you know, like they could tone it down a little, but they're, they went away like to party and to have fun and to have a girl's weekend. Bronwyn was being strong and was, you know, I thought it was great that she didn't stay there. She was leaving because she wants to go to sleep at 10 p.m., like not when they start partying. So it was like I see both sides of it. But at the same time, I feel like the women shouldn't be penalized in this situation for drinking and for having fun. Yes, they did have a lot of alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's all about a balance. I don't think anyone, Bronwyn included, it would say like these women shouldn't be drinking on the trip. Yeah. I do think it's a little bit like having all Excessive. the bottles like yeah. laid out on this. Yeah. It's like you can have an alcohol cabinet, like you can have it in the fridge, but like there was yeah. the way they, I, it felt like almost deliberate. And I was like, why is it like this? Um, So this episode I would say is light on drama, but the one kind of, the one kind of like simmering source of drama we have is this ongoing situation with Elizabeth where Bronwyn was like doing this digging about her and now Elizabeth has found out about it. And so from Emily, because she's a shit stir that no one really talks about. Emily is, Emily is like an under the radar shit stir, but some, but some, the thing is, I feel like a lot of the time shit stirs are like, the best housewives and for Emily somehow it just like doesn't quite click like she doesn't <laughs> you you like forget that she was involved at the end of the day rather than yep. being like yes queen <laughs> but so Elizabeth is obviously unhappy about Bronwyn doing this and you would think that when Bronwyn shows up she would you know confront her 
but at the end of the day she's like you know no we've been having such a nice time like it's it's okay and it's like elizabeth why why do you think you're on this trip right now start the drama come on right and it's it's great because you do wonder not wonder i guess like why Bronwyn did do that. But a lot of people I know research other people and like get down to it. Why? I'm not sure because like it doesn't affect your life. I don't know. But it is true. Bronwyn, if you're going to research it, they both need to bring it up to each other. I feel like Bronwyn, if you're going to research it, bring it up to Emily, uh, uh, yeah. Elizabeth. If she doesn't bring it up to you. And Elizabeth be like, if that were me, I'd be like, why the fuck are you Googling me? Right. Like you why find you anything you my, like? Why are you looking at my home foreclosure history? Like that's shady. And I don't think Bronwyn was wrong for doing it, but I no. think Elizabeth should confront her. Yeah. Um, She's like, I don't think she has as much money as she says she does. And like, no shit, Bronwyn. Like, that took you to Google that to figure that out? Like, are you not kidding? not a billionaire. Uh, <laughs> so Bronwyn shows up and the other women are talking about Shannon and her whole like COVID situation and how she's stressed out. And Bronwyn sort of immediately is like, I don't want to talk about this and like goes outside. So she's not in the room and she, for some reason is suddenly like very averse to any kind of talking about Shannon behind her back. And I, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, do you know what show you're on? Like, do you know the situation you're in right now? Like this is what happens on real housewives. Dylan and I are begging to get on the show like in general we that was oh would be our last choice but bring us on to like start <laughs> the drama we could do it we could do it but it's weird because these women are no strangers talking shit about each other and then all of a sudden you're thrown into a house and like you're i, I can't say anything i can't talk about it it's well, like what's happening for maybe the only time this season i think I sort of agree with Kelly when she's like, you didn't have a problem talking shit to Tamara last season when it was about me. Like, it's just so, it's so like nonsensical to act like you're above talking about someone behind their back on Housewives when it's like, that is literally the whole concept of the show. Kelly had no, no um, thought to not talk about Bronwyn while she was standing in front of her while they were at the beach and they were all kayaking, doing whatever and paddleboarding. And she FaceTimed Shannon to let her know what's up. And it's so crazy to me because if this were me, I know we always say if this were me, blah, 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 walk away. Or like, here's the thing. She turned over on her stomach midway through the conversation. So like you couldn't see who was coming. So Bronwyn came and like she didn't stop talking about her, but she didn't use her name. So I was like, ah, I see right. what you did there. Kelly. Like she kind of ma- she kind of like was cool about it, but Bronwyn knew exactly what she was doing and it, Bronwyn already feels uncomfortable there. And now it's like 10 times worse. I have to say Lake Arrowhead is beautiful, but this beach is so sad. Oh. There's like, there's like little like weeds all over the sand. Like it, it doesn't look they, they nice at like all. At the beach beach. I feel like they were at like the, the dock, like at in the backyard where like, right. It's not well, taken like, care of. I mean, I've been to a beach at a lake. It's usually not that nice. Like that's not yeah. like it's not the prettiest beaches. Uh, but I mean, whatever they're doing their best. So I guess I don't know. We get back inside and they're having this conversation about Black Lives Matter and stuff. And again, surprise, surprise, Gina is suddenly the you know shining beacon of reason in this cast, and she is you know talking about how. 
she can understand the conversation about police brutality because and white privilege because last year when she was arrested she was stressed out because of the situation and what was happening but never because it never crossed her mind that she could be unsafe because of the police involvement and I thought that was actually like a really a really good understanding from her and for her to it's a it's a good way for her to explain that it's like if there's even a chance that it would have gone differently if I was not white that's not okay and I think, you know, that's the kind of thing where she she has learned something. And, you know, it, clearly Kelly and Liz are not quite on the same page. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, well, Gina has really stepped up her game this season. Like, in the beginning, I felt a little different. But now I'm like, you know what? She's like the most level-headed, it seems. It seems so far. But... Bronwyn was saying how we have to have these uncomfortable conversations until they're not until they're not uncomfortable anymore, which I I got I liked that mm -hmm. how she said that. But with this group of women, like a conversation turns into an argument and not just these women with everybody. And so you have to let each person speak and share their feelings and then talk. And with them, it's just like that's not going to happen. And unfortunately, yeah, I I appreciate that they are that they are bringing up these topics on OC, but unfortunately this is just like not the show that is going to have the most, uh, you know, inspiring discussion about police brutality, right. but it's important that they are talking about it. And I appreciate that they're not just like, you know, editing this out or pretending it didn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's OC. We're still at Lake Arrowhead next week. We'll see how it goes. Um, Southern charm. Meanwhile, we're dealing with, now at least none of the cast has COVID anymore, so nobody's in quarantine, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. Shep and Taylor are not going super smoothly after coming out of quarantine, though. Well, it, it's so I feel like I want to like them so bad, and but their relationship seems so awkward to me. It's like whenever they walk into a room with each other, it's the first time they've seen each other and they're meeting. And I'm just like, aren't you guys dating? Like, don't you, don't you? have feelings for each other it's like hey how you doing and i'm like come on give some more affection when and, and then when she like yeah. he joked about making out she just like laid on his chest i was like they didn't even kiss like i want something i mean i get when you say it's like i i want them to work it's like i guess like if they're happy i want them to be happy together but like i feel like we don't actually know anything about taylor we've only actually seen her on the show for a few episodes so i'm like i don't actually know if they have much in common if they even like know each other super well and so I I like that Shep seems like he's trying to put in effort and be you know an adult in a relationship but I I'm not gonna pretend that I like really care about Shep and Taylor's love for each other like uh, whatever yeah okay that's true I see what you're talking about <laughs> no I mean I I want I like that Shep is being an adult in a relationship, but it's like Taylor is not someone that I'm like rooting for at this point. Cause yeah, she's, she's a stranger. <laughs> she's just, we don't know her, but we have to just, you know, talk about for a, just a smidge is this Leva and Catherine and Danny, it's still going on. Catherine is still walking around with her jewel and smoking it. And I'm just like, <laughs> girl, put it down. Like I can't, she's so, I want to find the right word to, describe her but I don't know maybe ignorant is is right for right now I don't know she just feels that she's in a fairy tale land and nothing is wrong and she's like I yeah. did nothing wrong like I I well, don't know 
Well, yeah, I mean, so obviously in terms of the initial like Instagram comments and DMs, whatever, like that, she's just completely head in the clouds, won't accept that there was any possibility that she did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And then on another level, the whole issue with Danny, she's like, I, she has no idea why Danny's mad at her or has an issue with her is frustrated with her. She just like truly doesn't get it. And it just is the kind of thing where we've, it's been what, like three episodes now since this whole situation started. And it seems clear that Catherine isn't interested in trying to understand. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't really want to hear you complain to Craig and Austin that you don't get it when you haven't actually like, put in any work and I think when Leva is talking to Patricia and Madison about it I think she's spot on when she says you know I don't want Catherine to be canceled jump off the bridge whatever like I want her to focus on herself and actually like look deeper inside read a book educate yourself and actually like do the work to understand it don't just say like y'all are mad at me I didn't do anything wrong I don't get it like try to get it put in the effort yeah. And then Patricia says that the boys coddle her. And then later on, I'm watching what happens live with Craig and Austin were on there. Andy asked him about that. And Craig was like, I don't we don't coddle her like I'm just the, whoever it is. If I'm friends with, I'm there for them. I don't like I'm not going to like protect that person, even though I what they did was wrong. But I'll, I'm going to be there for them. So he was like, I don't agree with that statement at all. Like, they uh, don't. I mean, I don't like whatever coddle if they if he doesn't like that word that's fine but I will say I don't think they're trying to hold Catherine accountable in the way that Danny and Leva are and so it's certainly easier for Catherine to you know go and vent her frustrations to them than it is with the women right now which Mm -hmm. I think you know if you don't want to say coddling that's fine but it's like you're not really like holding her feet to the fire and getting her to you know make any changes or come to any understanding so i mean craig get over it (laughs) i don't i i mean whatever i just think catherine sucks but it's it is what it is yeah i mean like there's no there's no i i can't we can't talk about her but we have boys day at patricia's which is like a super fun play date that i wish i was like kind of (laughs) at they have newspaper on the tables we're doing a low country boil I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences 
Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, I have to say, so at the beginning of the day when they're setting up, it's raining outside and then the sun comes out in time for the boil. I could like feel the humidity through the screen. I just was like being in this like swampy backyard with this like hot boiling food. I'm like, I I would be like sweating through my shirt in 10 minutes. I just know it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when we talked about this last week, we were like that. We saw this was coming like we thought they were just getting like blacked out outside. But then like realizing now it's because Patricia doesn't want anyone in the house because the house is sterile. So I was like, oh, my God, it makes so much sense when she was like pee anywhere, like go outside, like stay outside. Right. They made it look like she was throwing like a rager for them. Yes. (laughs) But of course, so there's a bartender, which I think is so funny when you have four people over to have a bartender hand you a beer in a bottle. But of course, Mm -hmm. John Pringle thinks she's hot because I I feel like he thinks anything walking is hot, but man, she is um, smoke. <laughs> yeah. So they, it was, they had Aust, Austin brought his beer and Patricia, who I've never seen drink a beer in my life, asked for a beer, but she wanted the other beer, like the red stripe, particularly not Austin's beer. And she goes, I'm going to pour it in this glass. So nobody knows what I'm drinking. But like, again, Patricia, tell them what you're drinking, honey. Tell them you're not drinking Austin's beer. Patricia. I, I mean, of course, I love Patricia on the show, but she is just like a little too petty sometimes. It's like, just let it just drink the fucking beer. Like nobody drinking a can of Trop Hop is not going to like make you like team Austin instead of Madison. And it's interesting. So when she sits down with Austin, they're having this conversation and I I don't know. I, I think that she's a little bit harsh. She's basically telling him like, you know, I wasn't a fan of you together and I don't think love trumps all and it's about timing. I I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's like this still doesn't really concern you. It Not only does it not concern her, I know she's looking out for Madison because they're like, you know, best buds, but I'm sorry, I agree with Austin when Austin says 
basically why should he be taking relationship advice from her? Like, was she ever in love or was it always about the money? And I was like, oh, burn Austin, because Patricia has been married, what, four times, I think four times, whatever. And so it's they're young. Austin's 30 something years old. Like he's this isn't they're going through a breakup. It's I will say I do think the guys actually have some better advice for him when they're saying like it's clear like you're allowed to be upset but it's clear at this point that she is done like she doesn't like you like that anymore whatever that it's like austin his energy is still so focused on like proving himself to her or like showing her whatever and it's like i think the sooner he can get to the understanding that it's like it's over i need to move on like that's gonna be beneficial to him because i i can't keep watching the like you know, like she doesn't think I'm this man, but I am this man. And it's like, okay, maybe she just like said that, but just doesn't want to date you anymore. Right. Okay. So I need to know how you feel about this. When Austin brought that up to John Pringle because they haven't seen each other really. And basically told John Pringle that Madison is off limits sexually Mm -hmm. or relationship wise. What were, how did you, where do you stand with that? Okay. I am I think I agree with Austin in this context because while I think, I think the whole talking about like bro code or whatever, like, yeah, okay, that's stupid. But I do understand that it's like, he's not saying, you know, like, I'll want, like, I'm going to have you killed if you go after Madison. But it's like, if we're going to continue to like hang out with each other, I don't want you to date her and I think that's fair because Austin and John Pringle weren't friends before this season started filming I done it it didn't seem like they knew each other really so it's like there it's not like some years-long friendship that it's like you it's me or her it's like no just like if you're gonna date her I don't really want to hang out with you and I think that's fair yeah I think that's fair also but at the same time John Pringle needs to like slow his role or he called that too as a 43 year old he said bro code uh that's weird but like know your place like that's really weird also they just they just broke up and he was hitting on her while they were still together yeah it would be different if it was like a year after they broke up and it was like we started talking and hit it off but it's like you've been trying to get with her this whole time so why wouldn't austin feel weird about the fact that it's like oh you broke up now i'm gonna swoop in like that's kind of icky yeah it's 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 gross but then there's something else that we need to talk about because i need to know where you stand on this too (sighs) craig and madison meet up they are quote-unquote friends they meet up to you know just reconnect and talk about where where Madison and Austin stand and Craig is telling Madison the only way is for you to walk away and to not talk to him anymore and I was kind of shocked I was like jaw dropping shocked watching this conversation I agree with Craig I think they can still be in group settings together I don't think it's like they need to never come into contact ever again but if Madison is the one who's saying we're not right for each other. This is not what I want. It is, it's unfair of her to then turn around and call Austin when she needs someone to talk to or feels low. I feel like a lot of us have been in that situation where it's like, 
it's clear somebody doesn't want to be in a relationship with you or has turned you down or whatever, but then still kind of reaches out for attention. And it's like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to just give you attention if you've like made it clear that this isn't a thing. Like that's not, it's not fair to him because uh, Austin, uh, yeah. Austin clearly is having trouble in terms of like moving on and being over it. So at the very least, I feel like it would be like courteous of Madison to kind of let him have the space to do so. Right. And at that point, Craig was like, you need to like not talk to him anymore. And Madison was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to, but at the same time, I thought that was not Craig's place at all. I think that was absolutely ridiculous of him to do. Talk about bro code. Like you do not do what he did. I thought it was interesting again, watching them last night and Andy even asked, they were like, Austin, how did you feel about that? Because that's just like not what your friend does. And Austin was like, uh, Craig and Shep had to sit him down and tell him that they did that. They had this conversation. So he didn't find out from watching on the show because it's just like, See, I actually, I didn't take it that way. I, I don't know, like, I didn't watch Watch What Happens Live, but, like, to me, it's, like, sometimes sometimes you don't know what you need when you're in a situation. Like, you can't see it for yourself. You can't, as Shep would say, you can't see the forest for the trees. Um, and so it's, like, so it's, like, sometimes I think your friend kind of has to see that and be, like, okay, like, I want Austin to be good and for that to happen, like Madison needs to stop calling him. But then again, maybe that's a discussion to be had rather than you just go automatically to Madison. Totally. I, don't know. I think his heart was in the right place. I don't think Craig was being malicious. I think he was being a good friend. But at the same time, like that, I don't know. Mind, mind your, you and Patricia have a talk. <laughs> Uh, this has been wow what what fun recapping these episodes barry tell us who your number one bravo lab of the week is of my bravo of the week i don't know oh what my bravo lab this week is shoot i gave it to whitney last time because he popped up there (laughs) when i ended it i'm gonna give it to bronwyn i am because I appreciated her strength going Mm -hmm. to a girls weekend for the first time. That is very, very difficult. So that's going to her. What about you? Um, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Austin this week. As we make this the hardest question like that we've ever. We really do. It's not that deep. I forget who I say right after. I'm going to go with Austin just because I feel like he's kind of going through it and he's getting, um, a lot of input from a lot of different angles. And I think overall he's dealing with it, you know, better than better than maybe expected. And I do have to say his outfit was very nice for the reunion. So I don't want to put him in my category. I think I just have a major crush on Austin. I'm sorry. I mean, Austin. seeing him, seeing Kristen Cavallari on his shoulders like that. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the Bravo by Betches merch collection at shop.betches.com. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Barry, what's your Instagram handle? Barry Rosenfeld. And I'm at Dylan Hafer on Instagram. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Have Thanks, a great guys. weekend. We'll be back on Monday.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.